Welcome to the Football Ramble. The Atalanta dream is over and Meza Ozil speaks out. It's Thursday the 13th of August. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Not yet, Pete. Yeah, what are you just doing, Pete? Just, just, it's on. not even a second. The beef has begun already. There's a list. <laughs> there's a list of presenters, and then there's an intro line. I'm not the presenter, so I'm not reading the intro, but I should be because that's very much part of what we're all doing here. Mm. Jim, I'm sorry. Let's be friends again. You don't mean that. Uh, <laughs> no, so all is forgiven. Mm. I'm a little bit disappointed that you've not gone for the sort of one up, one down Mustafa. No, option, it's completely well not in this heat. To be honest, it's Fair. just not good. It's just not good enough, quite frankly. It's it. it I'm sort of living uh, sort of a, a little bit out of uh, London at the moment, and it is uh, very steamy, very steamy mm. indeed. How did that t-shirt you're wearing, which has a dog on your chest, mm. get received on your way into work today? Space dog. Yeah, um, it's the, people do- it's the dog, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's a dog in an astronaut meme dog. Uh, meme dog. Uh, yeah, uh, people look at me, and I go, oh, pe- maybe people just look at me, just they're looking at my stupid t-shirt. <laughs> I, I remember, it. I remember the uh, model David Gandhi saying, well, like abusing men who wear like stupid stuff on their t-shirts she's going <laughs> just buy a white t-shirt what are you trying to prove you think a girl's gonna you know want to be with you if you've got a, something stupid on your t-shirt I mean I've proved that that's definitely correct but <laughs> I mean I not th- everyone looks like David exactly. Gandhi I think life's a lot easier for David Gandhi yeah he looks after himself and he like you know snorts well man every day or whatever it is he claims <laughs> to do in those adverts um, but yeah of course people react differently to you if you're just wearing a white t-shirt David Gandhi give the rest of us a chance let us yeah. wear what we want you're David Gandhi. Gandhi you look like a big inverted pyramid stop you're being big so triangle. aggressive it's unbecoming yeah. of the rhyme life's unfair life is unfair yeah that we're not David Gandhi <laughs> <laughs> uh, life is very unfair for Atalanta as well. Oh, oh. I hate Why this. Why is football so shite? Here, here is going to be a, probably about 10 minutes of uh, Jim and Pete trying their best not to be too horrible about PSG or are you just gonna are you gonna just unleash I'm not I'm gonna try not to swear that much but that's it that's about it yeah oh uh, it's heartbreaking wasn't it it is heartbreaking like it's one of those things as well where like who roots for PSG? <laughs> you know what I mean, who, who, other than the supporters of their club, you know, even some of them are probably a little bit, you know, off off put by the way it's, they've destroyed their league. They're like the Japanese knotweed of French football. Um, but who can honestly get on their side? Because PSG winning in, in a game like this or in any game really is like it's like rooting for the bad guys in a movie, isn't it? Like it's just like it is, and not even like an anti-hero. It's it's not no. like anything like Breaking Bad or The Sopranos. Yeah. It's just awful. The awful, corporation win, it's a creeping grey goo of awfulness. But I think what made it more so was the way it was done as well. Being a late double, yeah. Atalanta leading from yeah. they scored in the twenty-sixth minute, and it looked as though they were going to hold on and they were going to get through to the semi-finals as the underdogs in the competition. It's kind of keeping that dream alive. Everyone kind of wanted to see Atalanta mm. go through, didn't they? But to be fair to PSG, they had the quality in the end and they managed to get a win and scoring two late goals the mm. way they did for them. I mean, the, you saw the celebrations from everyone mm. in their team, even the up in the stands and stuff. And they were absolutely exhilarated. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get and those you... semi-final bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mbappe looking to uh, look at the officials as, as, as the first went in. I just thought as soon as that went in, I thought they, they, they're going to lose this. It's not even going to go to yeah. uh, extra time because, you know, obviously um, Atalanta were just walking wounded. But I just love this. 
Atalanta team, they just play mm. such a high line, almost like absolute damn busters. Just, 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 yeah. just, 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 just go for it. Absolutely go for it. We're going to press and you just got to play through us. And, and PSG nearly didn't manage to do it. And it was just by the end, they were walking wounded. They, were, they, 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 they would have played uh, extra time with, with 10 yeah. men. It was, it was, it was tragic to see They'd have, for Gasparini. Yeah, they would have lost in extra time, I think. Yeah. So in a way, it sort of delayed the, uh, delayed the inevitable. But um, I feel like Atalanta got the tactics a little bit wrong in the second half because the, the press was the, the famous press was fairly evident in the first half but they PSG looked very rusty understandably given they've only played two games in however many months it is they weren't so, very direct as well though I think they, no. they, they concentrated on like you know doing a lot of like work out on the wings and as soon as Mbappe came on just he gave him a lot more direction mm. a lot more directness rather um, and obviously he, he was involved in in the first goal but I, th- I think in the second half they did sit back a little bit and they tried to sort of protect what they had and I mm. think if they if they worked a bit harder in worked harder but if they tried a bit harder to score a second goal and had that on their agenda a bit more mm. clearly they were going to need it because Mbappe was always going to come on and Mbappe and Neymar when they're on the ball they just they almost look like members of a different species don't they they are they are just so there's such speed skill and and, and grace as well in the way those two players like mm. hold the ball and, and and move and um that was always going to be a big ask and I feel like if they had Atalanta would maybe back themselves a little bit more to score again yeah. and it might have been different because PSG would they, they weren't really on the ropes in the se- in the first half as such but Atalanta looked the better side and I don't know maybe because Neymar had a couple of chances on the break they thought oh, he was, gonna have a, to he was a real pot shot Pete at times wasn't he he was yeah <laughs> he really wanted those it's, goals it is a real sucker punch though to concede just even the equaliser that mm. late on in the game when they probably thought they were holding on and they were going to get yeah. through in the, in the 90 minutes Atalanta so you can imagine in terms of confidence and, and the nerves that the Atalanta players must have been feeling even at, at one all. And so you can kind of understand why PSG did kind of manage to go on and win the game. But when you look at their squad, they have so many stars mm. and it's an unlikely hero, Eric Maxim Choupo-Moting, who came on and obviously scores the, scores the goal for it. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous when you tell this story. He was at Stoke a couple of years ago. Yeah. He, I remember him being in my fantasy team a few years ago <laughs> and he was rubbish then and I ended up taking him out. I was like, this is crap. That's why you got rid. Yeah. yeah, but his move to PSG was quite an interesting one at the time as well. He moved there in 2018, so he's been there a couple of seasons now. Mm. It's an unlikely hero for PSG, I think. Yeah, well, I, I just like this quote. He said, I was confident in the team, in myself, and the rest. There's a little history of Paris. Lovely little, lovely, lovely. Little nice. Phrase, very that. nice. Um, unusually as well. Have a listen to this. Richard Jolly on Twitter tweeted saying, "If Eric Maxim Choupo-Moting plays in the semi-finals, the Stoke City squad of 2017-18 had players who will have featured in 11 of the last 15 Champions League semi-finals." I mean, that's incredible. A, what? Who checks up on that? I know. Really? Well, that's <laughs> it. To be fair, I haven't stat checked that, so it could be a lie. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, a lot of people retweeted it, so I assume yeah. it's true. You think yeah. some of those would be Bojan and Jordan Shakiri would be <laughs> the obvious ones, but I, I mean, it can't just be them. That that is an amazing stat. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. No, another 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 great uh, quote from uh, last night was uh, was uh, Jules Breach saying, "I'm not staying awake for extra time." <laughs> <laughs> ten to ten, angry, yeah. you know angry what? at the footballing well, gods. Actually, around the same time, I. I, I was taking some notes 
for just like get my thoughts in order about it mm. uh, to, to to you know think about today. And I've, I've not got as a one new here. street drug. <laughs> yeah, <I've> got... <laughs> the kids are doing in Islington. <laughs> yeah, it's like spice, but worse. <laughs> um, so in my notes, I've, I think I, I've calmed down a little bit now. But my notes say this is word for word. I hate PSG. They're the worst club in the world. None of their titles mean anything, and I don't respect any <laughs> PSG player. Was this just you writing your yeah, thoughts just last like, night? Ah, just ranting, ah, just a need to get this out. Get it out. I, was, I, was I think in, I stand by it. I had a weekend in the Hill Cup a few weekends ago, and um, <clears throat> and uh, the, there was a guy in a PSG show with Mbappe on the back. I thought, Ugh, Ugh, you little boy. Ugh, <laughs> you're a grown man with little that boy. on your top. <laughs> uh, we have a list. Thank you, producer Charlie, um, who has given me this list of the Stoke players. Here we go. 2005, Johnson. 2007, Crouch. 2008 Fletcher and 2009 Fletcher. Bojan, as you said, Jim, in 2010. Fletcher again in 2011. 2013, Shakiri, as you said. Hesse in 2015 and 16. And then Shakiri again in 2019. And Eric Maxim Chu promoting 2020 wow. if he plays in the next game. I've forgotten about Hesse. But like, <laughs> wow. that, that's, yeah, that, it's less impressive than you'd think, isn't it, actually? Yeah. When yeah. You, when you, <laughs> you saw guys quite easy to get where they got in it. Apparently, the competition, so. it seems. Oh, there we go. Um, but, but that is Tuchel keeping his, keeping his job. He's not getting the boot, even though he's wearing one. Yeah, <laughs> great. How skinny did his other ankle look in comparison to the one with the boot on? Yeah. It's, 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 I don't know if it was careful. the black sock made it look really slim like. <laughs> But it was very skinny. He's going to have a um, Rafa Nadal situation if he's not careful. Have you seen Rafa Nadal's big left arm? No, I haven't. Google it. Everyone at home, Google it. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. It's because Rafa Nadal is not left-handed. Is he left-handed? Gonna so he left-handed. taught himself to, to play left-handed because it's harder for opposition players generally to return those. Oh, really? Those right. So his, his left arm is absolutely massive. Disgusting. His right arm is normal. It's like, it, he's like the winter soldier. I, I love it. It's brilliant. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, last night's game, there was such a frantic end to it, wasn't it? It was actually really exciting, despite the fact that, as you say, probably 95% of the population didn't want PSG to win yeah. it. Mm. It was so exciting. And it, I think that that was down to the fact this was a knockout game. I don't yeah. know if you'd have seen that late flurry from PSG necessarily to try and desperately win that game. Yeah. Had it not been a knockout tie, you wouldn't have seen Mbappe, yeah. would you? You wouldn't. He, no. you wouldn't have risked his his uh, so. his health, so to speak. No. But they needed him. Yeah, I, if, I mean, I do like it like this because that it, it did make the end more more interesting. It made the tie more frantic. But I do, I I think two legged football is is interesting in a different way, and yeah. you maybe have to be a bit more patient over time. And often it does mean that the, the teams you would expect to win do go through, but they go through on merit. So. Yeah, I d- I'm enjoying this being a one-off little tournament where it's just the just just one game. But I I do I like away goals. I think I might be quite but anachronistic the, in that. Elast- but I do like away goals. <laughs> but the last time, like the, the last few years of the Champions League, the 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 matches in in the second legs have been like this. They have had yeah. great endings. So I don't I don't think it has anything to do with with it being a second leg. I think I think just this part this 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 time in 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 the competition. People want to cement their legacies. People want to sort of say, "I've played in a semi final. I've played in a final mm. of a Champions League." Uh, if if to dare to dream to dream, to win the whole thing, maybe I yeah. don't know. I love this stage of the Champions mm. League, regardless of whether it's two legged or whether it is a knockout tie. But yeah. I do think that this tournament feel with them all in the same kind of bubble out there in Portugal mm. and the matches are played every single day. The fact we've got, you know, four days in a row now of knockout ties with the, the biggest and best teams in Europe. That is really exciting. And because they're knockouts, I do think you see teams go for it a mm. bit more from 
from the off. Mm. It's it's weird in the city in, in, in Portugal not seeing any like adverts for it sort of thing because obviously yeah. they don't want people traveling, they don't want people going. Um, I think a couple of uh, people kind of uh, uh, were at the airport uh, wait, waiting for for, for 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 people to land and stuff, but like so, like celebrity um, mm. uh, football and stuff. But um, yeah, there's just if you if you go to uh, if you go to the, the cities in Portugal, like no one's talking about it. There's there's no massive banners like you would see in a normal kind of tournament, cut tournament yeah. uh, competition, which is weird, really weird. That but is quite unusual. The commercial, like the lack of commercialization mm. of it, is is an interesting. The one. Ghost Champions League. It is, yeah. I mean, for PSG, does that really? You know, does it mean anything if they win the one that's not bloated and commercial <laughs> yeah, and all exactly, about money? Yeah, exactly. Are you now rooting for them to win this one then, Jim? Oh, God, no. No, I'm, I'm rooting for them to somehow go out of business. Like, just, <laughs> that's I'm never so, going to happen. I'm so bored of them. <laughs> um, Neymar? Talk about Neymar, Jim. Talk about, talk about Neymar. Neymar. Say See, nice things. Say nice things. Okay, well, I, I think um, he got a lot of stick in the first half, didn't he? Because he, um, he missed a couple of chances that you would normally expect him to bury. But... They haven't played, have they? They've they've, mm. they've played two games in in a matter of months, however long it was, as we said earlier. And so it's not unreasonable that it would take him a little bit of time to get up to speed. But when PSG did start to turn the screw, he was he was instrumental to it. So he's a brilliant player. He's a fantastic player. And I, th- I just think you know it's a shame he's that he and Mbappe. I know it's a bit different from Mbappe because he's from Paris, but I think it's a shame that both of them are there in. In, in, in a league that they win so comfortably every year. It feels like it's a, it's a waste of a couple of truly, truly elite players who could be writing more interesting history elsewhere. Yeah, but I mean, what is the what is the destiny for, for Neymar really? Going back to Barcelona and rejoining his WhatsApp friends. I mean, it's yeah. like, I mean what, what is that really? I, I did enjoy Richarlison uh, asking um, Everton fans <laughs> to uh, Photoshop, Photoshop him into, uh, into some Everton, uh, Everton kit. Um, it, it didn't look great, to be honest. No, <laughs> it didn't suit it. <laughs> Did nor suit it. <laughs> um, Jim, congratulations on being nice about Neymar there. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, let's move on <laughs> because we do have a new Champions League team for next season. Mm. I'm going to say this in my best French accent. Run. 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 Brassel would be proud. Uh, Run are a new Champions League team for next season. Season. Now they finished third in League 1 on points per game after its cancellation. But when Sevilla beat Wolves on Tuesday in the Europa League quarterfinals, it opened up the Champions League group stage spot, which is normally reserved for the Europa League winner. But because the last four teams in the Europa League, Manchester United, Sevilla, Inter Milan and Shakhtar Donetsk, mm. all already have a Champions League spot, by default it goes to the third place team in League 1. So, so now... Like Oprah, everyone gets it? You get a Champions League spot. You get a Champions League spot. You've already got one. But this is amazing for Rennes. It is, it's incredible. Rennes. Why is Rennes. it like that? It's like they've fallen upwards through a trap door. Yeah. You know, it's like brilliant. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's what a confusing system. I guess it's, you know, you've got to... It, I, I, it must be like that for a reason. I'm struggling to get my head around it. But yeah. that, is, that is, I mean, they've been crossing their fingers all, all summer for that and then for it to happen. Oh, they yeah. certainly celebrated it though, yeah, didn't they? they yeah, they had a big celebration. Apparently, they woke up the entire town. So they had a celebration at Razon Park, I think that's mm. how you pronounce it. Um, and their DJ basically played the Champions League music <laughs> on loop until about half three in the morning. <laughs> half three in the morning is a bit excessive. And the uh, director of Rennes, uh, Nicholas Holweg, he said that there was a small event with management and players. Like, nice. bullshit. That yeah. was you, centre circle, tin bath, full of money. Yeah. Dancing around. Yeah. You've had a house party. You're, or you've had a gathering that's turned into a house party. You've, you've forgotten how late it's gone on and the neighbours are all annoyed with you. We've all been there. You're flicking through the Argos catalogue 
uh, in the centre circle, playing the Champions League music, going massive financial windfall. This is going to yeah. be brilliant. Let's try and get Neymar. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also, the, I'm interested by the term DJ. Do they have an in-house DJ that was invited, or just does someone Zoomed just go on? I'll Zoomed get on in, the mate. decks. <laughs> Zoomed in. It's probably David Guetta. He gets every job, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. You're annoyed every about David Guetta going. getting work. No, not really. But he just seems to be everywhere, he doesn't does, yeah. he? Yeah. Um, it's the first time, though, in their history that they've mm. qualified for the Champions League. So, fair play. Have a celebration. See I you in the Europa. The <laughs> <laughs> dumped but out. Congratulations to them. That's going to be really interesting to see them compete in the Champions League next mm. season. Um, now, something else we spotted on Twitter, which is my favourite thing that I think I've seen in the last month, mm. is Paul Dummett, of all people... <laughs> Offering out some dating advice. Yeah, as long as you're not offering anyone out, <laughs> knock you right out. I genuinely thought when this came out, I went, what's Paul Dummett doing? Is he managing Gateshead? No, he's still a Newcastle player. Why is he trending Why is Paul Dummett trending? Oh, God, what's he done? Uh, but no, yeah, he, uh, he, a child, it seems, <laughs> had uh, put his profile picture on a dating app uh, hit with him meeting Paul Dummett. Yeah. Uh, a girl that he was chatting to thought that the person in the picture was Paul Dummett rather than the younger child, or, the, or just the young child. Uh, and um, she was kind of like um, having a nice chat with who she thought was a man who resembled Paul Dummett. Mm. Absolutely Notable brilliant. spunk Paul Dummett. It, oh, Absolute oh, handsome knockout, well, tall drinker water Paul Dummett. It's like she's like, she then basically replied to this boy, if you haven't seen it, have a look on Twitter. It's brilliant. She replied saying, oh, sorry, babes. I thought you were the other one. But like, he's not even fit. (laughs) (laughs) Still remember got Paul Dummett, who's in your fantasy league team this year. But to be to be fair to the other guys, Pete says he is a child, (laughs) and and Paul Dummett has bleach blonde hair and you know slightly dark facial hair. He's growing out. Are you are you setting trends in the northeast, Pete? Yeah, (laughs) he's clearly not been growing that out for as long as you have. No, no, he can't. Imagine imagine her disappointment though when she realised he was the other one. She must have been because of the little cardboard cutout of uh, of Paul Dummett. But can I just say that is that is really poor from him because why mm. would you put a photo from from the guy trying to go on the date um why would you put a photo on of you and someone much better looking than you mm. as your picture on a dating website because mm. clearly they're gonna think like she's not gonna know that he plays for newcastle probably is she would, unless she's a newcastle fan who would you put like it, it, have you got like a picture with someone who uh, it, like i i certainly have like several magnitudes more handsome than than, than me and tall and and, and beautiful. I don't know. Exactly. So, like, you, so, unless you're just having like a, I think solo shots are a bit weird. Okay, I don't take a lot of selfies. So, like, having shots of myself is kind of a little bit rare. I'm sure people will kind of go, oh, Peter, you, you, this, this is a big fat lie, is one. But like, I don't take a lot of pictures of myself. So, having a picture by myself is a bit, is a bit odd for me. So All right, I think here we go then. If you were setting yourself up, John Cena. If you were setting yourself <laughs> Cena, up, on, hang out with John Cena on Tinder now. What right. would your profile picture be if you had to take a picture? Um, it would be Joe Linton. He's he's, he's <laughs> a handsome bloke, tall. You with Joe Linton? So, hang on, you oh, want no. oh, right, okay, someone right, more yeah. handsome than you? Yeah, well, we'll take it. Well, you look. <laughs> Why? You just want to be part of the conversation. Get in the door. Get in the door for the uh, look. I can do everything with charisma. I've got enough charisma to 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 to. 
to, to do the rest, sort of speak. But the, the this idea, has gone terribly. Idea, Why am I speaking? Jim, <laughs> Jim, Jim, I know we're enemies, but help me. Uh, all right, we're going to throw <laughs> you a throw life, life raft. I, I feel like it speaks very highly of you um, that clearly you don't actually want to be involved in this scenario because <laughs> it's all a bit dark. Because very, very much the point of, of dating apps is that you can be honest about what you look like right, if you want okay, to. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't have to set up anything with a trick. Right. Um, I'm trying to help. It's yeah. not going well. Okay, right. Jules? Well, I don't know. Jim, what would your picture be? Yeah. Um, would you go solo? Of course. Yeah, I don't want like Joe Linton I'd like, be, I'd tricking be everybody. As, I'd be dressed as Optimus Prime from the Transformers. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I can drive you, you, I can drive you home. I'm, I'm an, <laughs> I can drive you home. I'm also a lorry. So you want to yeah, pretend you are a Transformer. <laughs> yes. It's a very niche She's gonna type of woman. She's going to be bitterly disappointed, Pete, when she turns up and, and you And I'm not a Transformer. No, exactly. I can't even drive, Jules. It's terrible. Yeah. So you'd go solo, Jim. No, no better looking man in the picture. <laughs> of course not. That seems like to, you're very much hamstringing yourself there, aren't you? Like, so you just said, get looking David... trolls. Yeah. Well, no. So, oh, God. So if Is that I... why you always insist on pictures with me, Jim? Yeah. Unbelievable. That's exactly right. So in a situation where the best picture I have of me is me hanging out with, let's say, David Gandhi. Right. I am, best case scenario, blurring his face <laughs> <laughs> Surely you're better off posting a picture with someone really unattractive. Yeah. So that the person viewing the picture goes, oh God, you're really good looking mm-hmm. compared to. I don't know, them. though, but you might, that might make them think, oh, that guy's quite attractive, but that guy's, that guy's not attractive. Hmm. Is this guy the world's most handsome gargoyle? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I view myself, if I'm completely honest. I have a weird body image. Um, no, great relationships start with a trick. Let's yeah, make that well, exactly. very clear. Well, you, exactly. so you're the one who wants Joe Linton. What? I just want to hang out with Joe Linton. He's a fine figure of a man. He's terrible on the football field. What else has he got going for him? <laughs> oh, oh. Dating advice from the football ramble. Yeah. Who knew? Gosh, who knew? It's taken a turn. <laughs> uh, let's take a break after this. We're going to talk about Meza Ozil, his first interview since the Arsenal pay cut situation. We'll talk about that after this. Welcome back to the Football Ramble this Thursday. We're going to talk about Meza Ozil's interview in The Athletic very shortly, but first it's time for this. We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. Thank you, Daniel. Farker. Oh, don't mm. uh, Farker. That's, that's, a, that's Route 1 stuff, in it. Yeah. With that beautiful voice. David Greta. He would... the, the beat. <laughs> I bet he would do well on the dating apps. Oh, Farker. Unbelievable. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time for the topics. Um, we're asking you this week, well, we've been asking you all week, really, what features would you introduce to your own summer football tournament? Loads of you been in touch. Pete, what you got? Uh, Socratic Method on Twitter. Instead of a pundit box, it's a swim-up pool bar, tiki style. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bamboo. Um, we have Big Sam and Sunes in Hawaiian style at Trunks with the post game. Uh, gloriously shirtless uh, and three to four Mai Tais deep. <laughs> you just know, you know Peter Reid had float up at yeah. some point and go. Just, yeah, with his red wine. Just loving it. <laughs> Lovely old job. I mean, Jules, you'd have, you'd have done pitch side reporting. How mm. practical do you feel that is? Um, not very, but it would probably make it a lot more exciting yeah. and yeah. a lot more interesting to have them boozed up, I Definitely. reckon. Soonest going off on one about yeah. certain footballers. I think there'd be and a, another thing. There'd be a lot of cancellations <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> do, you reckon, yeah, do you know yeah. what? It would actually work quite well at the moment because of the COVID restrictions. Mm. We do the interviews 
pitch side like, with the players like and the managers. Like <laughs> Whereas before, obviously, it's in the tunnel. So it's a bit. Whereas mm. right now, I think a, a little bar pitch side mm. with a little swim up. Nice. That'd be banging. I'd have that. I'd take I'm that. Into it. Yeah, and also, it's, it's bloody hot out in <laughs> Germany and in Lisbon at the moment for, for these knockout ties. Mm. So I think that would be perfect. I do feel, though, if you've got like Sunis and, and Allardyce boozing throughout the game, just sat in the little pool in their trunks. If you have a player fall in, if they've had a, if they've had enough to drink, they're immediately going to think this is a bar fight. Go into bar fight mode. <laughs> Stop beating them. Throw them out. It's dangerous. If you like pina coladas and looking at Big Sam's face, <laughs> the, the weird thing I don't know if I want to picture Big Sam and Sunus without their tops on. Oh, Sunus will still be a fine you figure. Be ripped? A ripped, yeah. great bit of body hair. Yeah, definitely. I would really told you I don't like body hair. Say again. You, yeah, you, you have yes, famously, famously not a fan <laughs> of a rug. <laughs> Uh, Jim, what else has people been saying? So Craig Banks on Twitter has said a randomised 10-minute period where a goal scored counts as two goals. Imagine the anticipation for the 10 minutes of mayhem. I quite like that. Oh. I do remember when, before MLS uh, was founded, I remember reading an article in I think 442 about um, ideas that were considered in the past to, right. make, to make football closer to American sport. Guns. Um, <laughs> which obviously was, was a very short-lived <laughs> idea. I think guns were rejected quite early. Um, but one of them was scoring zones, where like if you scored from outside the box, it counted oh, as oh, nice. right. yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. I do I quite like this. I would like to see an alternative universe version of football where this sort of thing happened and, and goals counting for double in, in a 10-minute period is very much up that street. Mm. That kind of works, actually. That'd be nice. Scoring from certain areas of the pitch, mm. having yeah. little zones. I like Rabon, that. The Rabona bonus. You yeah. do yeah. like something awesome. But I, yeah, I mean, Craig's idea is slightly different from that, isn't it? So the, the thing with that is it's like, you know, if you, you're not really moving the goalposts, are you? Because if, if a team scores in that 10 minutes and they've got two goals, then if you score, you've also got two goals. Mm. So it's like the jeopardy doesn't really move <laughs> until sort of the clock runs down, I suppose. Yeah. And then you've just got a mountain to climb. So yeah. you could literally move the goalposts as well. That's an <laughs> yeah, idea. that's a good one. That'd be good idea. Oh, yeah. They just like motorise. They, they just like, go back and run forth about. like Pong. <laughs> what about net taking goals away for like things that you shouldn't do in a game, like giving away a penalty or spitting? You or, or spitting, mm. yeah, taking away like, but not a full goal, a half a goal. <laughs> you can win by half. You a can goal. win by half. <laughs> a percentage point. I'm having it. That would get ridiculous, wouldn't it? Um, Sean Siegel on Instagram has been in touch and says, "What about dunk tanks? Every time a goal is scored." The opposition manager is dunked into a water tank. This is quite similar to Socratic Method's thing with a swim-up mm, pool yeah. bar in a way. Um, the opposition manager's dunked in a water tank like a carnival clown. Give me Antonio Conte dropping into a vat of cold water after conceding in the Europa League. We all need this in our lives. It, w- it wouldn't be cold. That's a problem. It'd be like a boiling pot. Yeah. It'd be yeah. It's going to get eaten. It's quite appealing, actually, now, isn't it? <laughs> Being dunked into a, a, a vat of water. Dunk it says me. vat. I associate... Vats with acid when there's a dunking involved. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, right, yeah. But a, like a, a pool of water, I'd be quite into it. But then, you mm. know, I, I think that would that would add a layer of jeopardy. Would it make the games really cagey, though? You don't want the boss to shout at you because they've been humiliated on TV, so you just really <laughs> don't want to concede. I yeah. think that they should have them on a platform raised up and have like a solo camera just fixated on their face. Mm the anticipation of whether or not they're going to get dunked. And when it goes to a VAR decision, there's just like an extreme close-up on their face yeah. as they wait for that decision to be made and whether or not they're going to get dunked or not. Yeah. They could be suspended like Boris on a zipline, just kind of just hanging there all 
whole match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wetting their fit. You talk about it, the, the water getting really hot. Mm. We could make it an ice bath. Ice bath, yeah. yeah. Um, hand sanitizer, that's always good. Um, just anything, really, I suppose. <laughs> what, dunk them in hand sanitizer? Yeah. That would look. sting the eyeballs. It would sting the everything. Goggles. <laughs> they wear goggles throughout yeah. the game, just in yes. case. Yeah. Well, that works. Yeah. These things it. would all improve it. Thanks I, for all your suggestions, guys. I watched um, the film Invisible Man quite recently, and uh, and I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, spoiler it, but he, a man does go invisible at one point, <laughs> um, and he does it in a quite a technologically advanced way because it's a modern film. Uh, it's very good. I recommend it. Ten out of ten. Uh, but um, yeah, the keeper wears an invisible suit. So you don't know where he is. Ooh. You just don't know where he is. A little bit of peril. I'm having it. Mm. I was thinking I mean, difficult, technologically difficult, but yeah. I was I was thinking another one would be for night games. In if it goes to extra time, the lights go off from the stadium, but there's an automated spotlight that follows the ball. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like that a lot. Very very fun. With the invisible keeper, Pete, mm. that would be extremely exciting for penalties. It would be. You would never yeah. know. And to be honest, VAR and, and and the footballing authorities have proved that they don't really care whether the keeper's off the line. Yeah. So he could he could just be standing right in front of the penalty taker. Yeah. That ball didn't even bloody move. <laughs> he pulled it away like Lisa from Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh, well, we've loved having all your suggestions this week. Mm. Um, we're going to have a new topic tomorrow. So send your suggestions once we release the new topic to show at footballrambledaily.com. Or, of course, you can tweet us using the hashtag ramble topics we'll have Ooh. a new topic for you tomorrow um all right some news that came out today meza erzel has spoken out boys he's spoken out for the first time since all of the arsenal pay cuts back in april and um, he did an exclusive interview with david ornstein in the athletic today there's a few things come out of this interview uh, let's start with the fact that he says he is staying at arsenal until the end of his contract next summer there's been so much speculation about What's going on with him? Mm. Will he stay? Will he leave? He hasn't played a single minute since the restart of football in all competitions for Arsenal. Um, and this was his statement. He said, I'm here through to the last day of our agreement and I'll give everything I have for this club. Situations like these will never break me. They only make me stronger. I showed in the past that I can come back into the team and I will show it again. I decide when I go, not other people Ooh, <laughs> spicy, spicy isn't it it's isn't very it? very like spicy it. and it's uh, it's very frustrating because I think <laughs> you know you, you, the, the thing that needs to be taken into account with this is that Meza Ozil didn't give himself that contract did he if someone offered me 350 grand a week I'd be like yes please um, <laughs> well look, look at what Juventus are trying to do with Ronaldo <laughs> they, yeah. they don't want him they don't. Yeah, well, this expensive. Is... the project hasn't worked necessarily they haven't got to the Champions League final they haven't won it so they need to offload so the, these decisions ha- have been made at a boardroom level so yeah. there has to be some kind of um, somebody has to take the fall for it well this is it and I think you know he can wang on about how much he loves Arsenal and how much he's ready to play as much as he wants, but the people assessing his form and fitness regularly have rep- different people as well have repeatedly concluded that he's not up to the standard. And right. maybe there is some sort of politics behind that, and perhaps there's even some sort of performance related bonuses he gets that they're trying to keep down, given how big his contract is anyway. Mm. Um, but I mean, if he if he really really means the things he's saying, he's got to put his ridiculous money where where his mouth is and get up to the standard that Arteta wants from him. It's, it's all well and good him saying, you know, I'll do anything, I'm ready to fight, blah, 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 blah. Well, if you fall short of that standard, mate, it doesn't matter. Clearly your best isn't good enough, is it? Mm. And that seems to be the case at the moment. And at this point, he, his wage is harming the club's attempts to rebuild, which is a really important time. That, you know, Arsenal are 
have said themselves they're a, they're a club in the Europa League in a lot of cases playing paying Champions League money and in a weird way you sort of have to do that as a little bit of a gamble to have the players you need to try and get back into the Champions League Arsenal are pro- probably are short of that at the moment getting him off the wage bill will really really help and it's frustrating at the moment you feel like you want to say well sod him put him in the reserves or, or just like ostracise him for a year if, if, if he's going to be you know aggressive like that but the reality is you know they've got to be adults about it. They've potentially got a useful player there. They've got to find a way to to at least get some value on the pitch out of him. And it's just a it's just the same thing that's been going on for years. And it's a really frustrating um, kind of continuation of this saga. Do you, do you think that with, with um, obviously the, um, the, the the wage cut that everybody took, and obviously he he didn't partake in that, and yeah. and, and that was seen as being a bit of a, a PR own goal for him. Um, I think I think there's a massive. Uh, lack of trust between him and him and the club, and I think it kind of probably stems from not only stuff on the pitch, but his defence of the um, his defence of the Uyghur Muslims in uh, in yeah. China a little while ago, and obviously I, I, Arsenal kind of massively um, hung, threw him under the bus, threw him under the bus, hung him out to dry, all that stuff, really poorly treated it in that, and and I think. Um, he makes some very good points about you know the the Black Lives Matter movement and and the George Floyd humanitarian cause mm. um why are why are chinese muslims why are Uyghur muslims different uh in that particular situation why are arsenal not 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 doing doing that for for, for, hi, for him and his people well, and and and, and his, his appeal wasn't just to arsenal it was to the the arab states and the muslim countries who haven't um spoken out because china has such a, a financial um sway in the world in, in 2020 um but i think fundamentally it's just a massive lack of respect on on, on, on both sides now from the club and and from him but i think i think he was proved to be right on the whole wage cut thing because yeah. they they didn't retain um, many of their the staff, um, staff. Yeah, that's what it was sold to Arsenal as mm. to, to the Arsenal players as if they took the wage cut. It meant that the non-playing staff would be able to stay on. And then Arsenal cut fifty-five members of staff, and it's it's very very frustrating thing <clears> that that still happens. So, I mean, yeah, you could argue that he was sort of proved right on it, but um, and he also makes the point as well that and, and this is true of a lot of footballers, and people forget this even if they're on crazy crazy money. They do provide for their entire families and they provide nice lives for their entire families. And that is a luxury and it is a privilege. And I, I do think that has to be taken into account when when, when things like wage cuts are, well, are, are, are put forward. But at the same time, he was, it would seem, the only one who didn't do it and he earns the most well, money. So you got to wonder. listen to what he says in, in this interview. He said um, regarding the pay cuts that he rejected, he felt that they were rushed and they were done without proper consultation. He says um, that he didn't feel the details were there on where the money would go, exactly where that money would go. He Mm. said he was concerned about looking after his family here and in Germany and Turkey as well as other charitable work that he does. And this is, I think, the really interesting quote. He said, as far as I'm aware, I was not the only player who rejected the cut Mm. in the end. Mm. And there hasn't been a lot about that because as far as most of us are aware, I th- I think it was it was only Ozil that publicly said he he didn't take that. Yeah, that the, the owner of Arsenal is worth ten billion dollars. Uh, eight, so eight billion. Well, um, but yeah, just he uh, told me ten. Yeah, <laughs> but still <laughs> yeah, standing next to Paul Dummett, the big liar. Yeah, it ends in billion. So I'm, I'm very much splitting hairs there. But yeah, it's, I wonder if that means that he was the only one. Uh, he was the only wasn't initially the only one who who spoke about it. Or who knows? There's so much. Um, Kind of cloak and dagger, if, smoke and mirror stuff between Arsenal and Erzo in the way to, they to speak be honest, about each other. If, if, you're, if you're politically minded, obviously he's got some 
pretty dreadful friends. His, his best man at his wedding yeah. was was is pretty problematic. He's also he, good friends with Squadron Mustafi. But he, <laughs> but he is, <laughs> or he is obviously incredibly, you know, coming from the places he came from and, and his 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 ethnicity. Um, he's obviously incredibly politically um, mm. activated, and and he and he does do some some great work for his charities. And so I I I can sort of I will happily sort of stand by a player like that and sort of go look. He if he feels like his club. Her just rushing this through as like a PR move, and then doing what they actually did in the end. I think, I think I, I would, I would back him. But he is sort of see, he's seen as being this kind of political football. Who, all right, he's not producing off the field, or he's, or, or, but, but, but then is that not he's a political still story as well? He's still, he's still there. He's I think something that should be commended is, as you say, Pete, the fact that he isn't a sheep. He's not just going yeah. to go along and do. Things just he's not a hashtag. He, he's not. He's not. A, he's not all this. He's not. All, he, he thinks about it. Yeah, he's a thoughtful. He's, he's a not afraid to stand up yeah. for for what's right. Mm. He, he, that might be the case. But in terms and hang of, out with nightmare men. It, well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a lot of grey areas there. But it's um, from an outsider's point of view, because to me it looks like he should just leave. You know, he, surely he should just leave and go and play football somewhere because it's very well, rare. He's famous gonna... for making space. Make some space. <laughs> yeah, but I just I just don't think from the from what the club are saying and from the way that Arsenal were playing these days that as was going to play much in this last season of his uh, of his Arsenal career and you think well but, surely from his point of view doesn't he want to go and play somewhere where's his next mm. well where's his next move who's going to be paying those nobody's going to be paying that amount of money the weird yeah. thing he is... wouldn't get that in places like 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 but Turkey surely he'd or, get a, or, or, I mean, or China or there was talk that Arsenal have offered to actually give him a just pay him to go it wouldn't be the, the full amount of the contract but you could probably well, get I'd a signing no. on fee somewhere else <laughs> you know what Na- I mean naturally like... in this last stage of the season Arteta was asked about this at pretty much any opportunity that mm. a reporter interviewed him and his response was always that Urza was left out of the squad purely for footballing reasons yeah. now if your manager is saying that that means you you can't be in his plans tactically yeah. or mm. maybe from a quality perspective whatever it might be if he said if Arteta if what Arteta is saying is true and it is purely for footballing reasons as you say Jim why would why would he want to stay yeah well, I know that he loves life in London, and that is something you, you've got. Don't we got all? Rem- exactly, absolutely. <laughs> um, and we got to remember that footballers are human beings as well in that sort of situation. And if you you're in a situation where you could simply stay where you are and fight for your place, maybe you would want to do that. But I suppose this is it, isn't it? If if we can take what Urza was saying about wanting to give it all for the team and so on at face value, um, then why maybe you would back yourself. Maybe you would think, I love it here. You know what? I'm going to knuckle down, turn up to training most of the time uh, or whatever uh, and, and fight my way back in. But from the outside, it just looks like it just looks like more of the same. And the past few years have been very, very frustrating between Arsenal and Ozil because it just hangs over it. And that's not even necessarily his fault. It's just a, a bizarre situation. What's best case scenario for you as an Arsenal fan now with Ozil? I would like him to go purely because the money that Arsenal are spending on him in that last season is it's it's a hell of a lot of money that could just be directed elsewhere with with more value to the team I think and he's he's you know he's had some magical moments for Arsenal he's a really important player in terms of Arsenal you know ending their trophy drought but I just think that you know it's it's come to an end you've given him on a contract for a certain amount of money if you've got buyer's regret that's up to you yeah in, in my well, quite yeah well it sounds like he's staying so <laughs> sorry <laughs> tough <Yeah>. titties <laughs> <laughs> um top three people on the internet for me. In that top three, Eric Cantona has got to be one of them. Yeah, okay. His Instagram page is beyond hilarious. And (laughs) he has just recently started a competition Mm. where you can win to go and sit and watch the Champions League final with one of the greatest footballers. 
ever and one of the most entertaining people, I think, mm. um, at his chateau in France. Yeah, he's got. A, Would you fancy that? He sort of filmed a little kind of a little kind of a documentary about him, yeah. him setting yeah. up a, an entire chateau, um, and uh, you forget. He's actually he's actually all right at acting because he's been doing yes. it for a long yeah. time. You'd, 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 it'd be weird if he was terrible at it still. But uh, yeah, he's quite good at sort of you know doing a bit of slapstick. Doing a bit of like... Absolutely hilarious. Um, number one, <laughs> do you think that's his real house? No, nope. I hope so, <laughs> but I doubt it. I think my favourite bit of the video, if, if you guys have not seen it, is um, you guys at home that is, uh, is when he's like stomping on the grapes in yeah. his bathtub bath, to get yeah. the wine ready for you. Like, oh, cheers, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I bet uh, there would be whoever wins this. Will be there will be a lot of wine drunk. There's yeah. there's got to be a roaring trade uh, in uh, like a really gifted footballer pressing uh, like a like a few bottles of like yes. grapes. Like you know, if you had Messi's feet, they've done some amazing. I'm surprised Pele hasn't thought of it to be quite frank. Yeah. But Messi's Ooh. feet stomping on some grapes to make some delicious wine. I'm not sure. Would you not drink it? No, I don't want anyone's foot anywhere it... near my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I've got terrible news Clever. about how wine is made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, no, no. I, I don't want to think. But footballers' feet are rank. Yeah. I mean, I, not nails. fresh from not fresh from the. Uh, <laughs> do, they not, do they not look after their toenails? Not the footballers' I mean, feet I've seen. Uh, no, they do wear yeah, a lot of sliders. Notoriously, so, like, right. they're rabbits, hideous. Aren't they? I, I remember I interviewed Gareth Bale after after a match, probably two seasons ago in the Champions League, and he came over in his um, sliders without any socks on. Mm. Those toes. Is that why they wear white socks? No toenails. Oh, they're just rank. They're like all like, they're a bit bent up. (laughs) (laughs) Bent up. Bell's bent up feet. (laughs) Maybe that's how he hits the ball so well. Yeah. I've seen my dad's uh, arthritis ravaged feet and uh, he could could put it right around the wall into the top (laughs) right hand corner, I reckon. What wine do you think would be better? Same grapes. But one's been pressed by your dad, yeah. The other by Gareth Bale. Yeah, my my dad, my dad's feet are sore. He's got bunions, and I, they're just kind oh, of spread please. out. They're big plates, this is absolutely uh, big right. plates of meat. Oh, uh, he could do entire um, uh, fields <laughs> at a time, <laughs> stomping on them. His disgusting feet. Um, I also love in the Eric Cantona video um, when he's going around the house and he's pruning it, making sure it's all perfect. <laughs> There's those towel animals at the mm, end of yeah. the bed that you get in a posh hotel when you're on holiday. Nice. I love those. Yeah. I like it's them. It's a talent, that. Isn't there a little bit of sadness when you need to use a towel, though, and the animal disappears forever? <laughs> I know. And then you try, I've always tried to then remake the animal. It's, it's a snake now. Absolutely <laughs> impossible. There's absolutely no way of doing that. It's a makeup covered snake. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you have to, do they, if you work for a fancy hotel, do they teach you how to do that? Or do you have to come with the ability? Is that part of the. Oh, I don't know. You've got to make an animal out of a towel. Yeah. Well, do you think uh, there's some like um, hoteliers who are just keeping um, hotel staff um, benched because their 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 swan work isn't up to <laughs> yeah. up to standard like Ozil? Yeah, you got a year left of your contract. I can't fire you, <laughs> but you're you're out of the team. That, I that's... wonder. I wonder how close it is to making um, balloon animals to doing towel animals. Yeah, there's a similar skill set. Origami. There. Origami cranes, yeah. stuff like that. Got to be crossover. Mm. Let us know if you if you've lived if you've these ever if you have this ability, experiences. If you yeah. have this skill, then do let us know. Imagine what it would be like though watching the Champions League final with Eric Cantona. Uh, I I don't think he'd bother watching it. <laughs> he doesn't strike me as being a football fan. His Instagram is so good. Yeah. How disappointed would it be if he's just on his phone the whole time, <laughs> oh, just not paying yeah. any attention? I'm playing Peggle. I'm playing Tetris. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm sure it's funny because I don't know 
I don't really have an idea of what Eric Cantona the man would be like because mm. Eric Cantona the character is so prevalent in when you see him presented. So yeah. I'd be I'd, I'd be very intrigued and a little bit nervous, I think, to, to meet him and watch a game with him like that. That you'd be mm. disappointed, do you think? I don't know. I'll get a picture with him straight on Tinder. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Here's my hairy That'll dad. do it. Yeah. Here's my hairy <laughs> dad. Who could it be? That'll get all the birds, Pete. That'll get them all. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, well, Champions League knockout football returns mm. tonight. Yes, RB Leipzig taking on Atletico Madrid. Who do you fancy for this one? I think it's got to be Atletico, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be, they're, they're, they're Poor old Leipzig. Like, they're, they're like, uh, I like the thinking man's, uh, thinking woman's um, uh, winner, I think, this year. But um, Leipzig just haven't played any football. But also, as well, <laughs> am I alone in thinking that, you know, Timo Werner being allowed to leave them while they were still in competition is, yeah. is kind of weird. out of order. I yeah. think that's out of order, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously you're going to a new club and you're not going to be in any fit state to start the season, which will be happening tomorrow, it feels like. Um, but yeah, it is. it does suck. I mean, he's had a great career. Really. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not like they're, you know, a one-man team. Mm. But, you know, he was by far their top scorer and it's it's a huge, huge loss for them. It just, just feels sorry for them, really, because... You know, Madrid love soaking up the pressure. And if you can't put as much on, mm. they're just going to have the best time. Yeah. Also, it's similarly to what you were saying about PSG earlier, Jim, Leipzig haven't played competitively since the 27th of June. Wow. So they've had a long wait mm. for, for this tie to be played. That could come into it as well. Will they risk Kylian Mbappe? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Diego Simeone, remember after they beat Liverpool um, earlier on in the competition, which feels like forever, it feels like that was last season, but it actually was this season. Uh, he said, well, we beat last year's winners, so technically we've won it. Yeah, and that, It doesn't that. quite work like that. Yeah. Also, yeah. actually, it's worth pointing out that Leipzig are another money club, aren't they? So mm. we should probably go for the little underdogs of Atletico Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm going to be consistent. Contortions. <laughs> Modern life. Slightly different. Slightly different yeah. situation. All right. Well, there we go. That is all from us today on tomorrow's show. I'm back again. Marcus has been on holiday, so you've got Holy all the girls host hosting this week. So mm. uh, I'm back tomorrow, and I'm going to be here with Andy Brassel and Luke Moore, which means... It is going to be my debut on Luke's game. Oh. Big news. And I have to face Andy Brassel, for fuck's sake. I mean, come it's not, on. It's not a great third round tie, is, is it? ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no it's... point. I might as well not turn up. You're yeah, Hednesford versus Liverpool. Can we just between us decide that it's all right for me to cheat? I, I just definitely, so I can yeah, be Andy. Oh, definitely. Someone needs to knock Andy Poison him. Uh, yeah, 100%. Poison Andy Brassel. Give him some dairy. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't do dairy. I don't know how dairy. I don't know how you cheat, yeah. is the thing. No. I don't know how you cheat. Wikipedia. Also, with Luke Moore here, he ain't going to let me cheat, is no, he? No, he's not. No, he won't. It's Unless exciting. you can somehow find out what Luke's um, planning. Yeah. How about then... I wear an earpiece and you two from home listen in live and you tell me the answers. I'd Will cock you know the answers? I'd cock it up. <laughs> yeah. I'd start talking about Paul Dummett. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, all right, if you win tomorrow, people are going to think we've done that. So. Oh, I know, actually, yeah. There's, there'll be absolutely no cheating. No cheating. There will be no cheating. No. It's going to be all fair game, and I will probably lose quite healthily. Uh, mm. So make sure you join us for another Football Ramble tomorrow. We'll see you then. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.